Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, everyone. Guess who it is? Yes, it's me. It's Beth from Texas. And if you can hear my voice, it must be Wednesday night. It must be 7 o'clock here in Texas. And this must be the Chelsea in America podcast. For the, two, the first one of the 2015-16 season. But before we get started, I want to thank some of our sponsors. First and foremost, I want to thank, um, gosh, there's, you know, now I've got to get this all in my head. I want to thank One World Sports. I, they were great partners with us this summer during the tour. They are struggling so hard. We need your help to get them on the stations that we want. I've had a couple of opportunities to watch um to watch their channel, and it's amazing. If you have BIOS or you have a cable company that has One World Sports, tune in. You get Chelsea TV. You get the cricket. It's so good. We also want to thank 8x8 Magazine, another awesome sponsor that really helped us out this summer. They are absolutely amazing. They did such a great job for us, and their magazine is beautiful. You'll be getting, if you're a member, be getting a card in your member packet, which, yes, I'm working on. I promise, I promise I'm working on it. Um, you'll get a card in your member packet for how to get 8x8 Magazine. I know the people that won them on tour were really thrilled with them. We also want to thank the English Pork Pie Company. God bless them for supporting us for two years in a row. We love them to bits. We also want to thank the CST, uh, the Chelsea Supporters Trust, who, by the way, have their AGM on Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Central Time. So that's 9 on the East Coast and 6 on the Left Coast. So if you can, you can go to their website. You can check them out on Facebook or Twitter. And you can listen via Mixler. Um, we also want to thank the CPO. Again, great partners. And we'll be doing a raffle for a while uh, to have people win a, a CPO share. So stay tuned for that. You'll get more information soon. Lastly, last but not least, we want to thank CFC UK USA. Yes, CFC UK is a new partner here in America. We're so excited. It's actually being done by our very own Dan Lundberg. Um, we absolutely are so thrilled. And the CFC UK for the US uh, version will have a new look. There was one available in the summer. It was a limited edition. You'll have to talk to Dan if you missed that. I know I bought mine on tour. And there's information in there on how to sign up and get a subscription. So it'll have contact available only in the in the U.S. as well as all of the CFC UK regular content. So it's like an expanded version, all for just two dollars delivered to your door. So for right now, I think that's it. I mean, I know we have some others, and I probably should get with John, um, but I will talk to him later and make sure. But this is the first one, so we're kind of still in preseason a little bit. It's a warm up. We haven't started the real season yet, so there we go. I am so thrilled that we've got the podcast back. We talked about trying to do it on summer tour, but it got it was so loud in the pub, there was just no way of doing it. But somebody that I didn't get to see on the summer tour, I didn't get to see in Vegas, 
and I'm so happy he's on the podcast because it's been, it seems like, ages, is my good friend from Stumptown Blues, Human Zanuzzi. How are the hell are you, babes? Hey, everybody. Hey, Beth. I'm doing good. Uh, I, I've moved now, so um, that's all done. I am no longer in the San Francisco Bay Area. I am now up in my hometown where I was born and raised of Portland, Oregon. Um, along with the move, I have a new Twitter handle uh, at Stumptown Blues. And we're starting up our chapter here. So exciting, exciting things going on. <laughs> busy, busy, busy. But I am happy to be back on the podcast for the first time in what has been forever. I am annoyed that I missed both Vegas and the summer tour, but uh, moving kind of strapped me financially. So now that that's done, hopefully I will be able to join you all for things in the future. So now that I've introduced myself, I guess I will put it out to, oh, I guess it's Eddie Bellamy. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Um, I guess, wow, we've been up to a lot this summer. Um, I got married just before the season ended, and so that's why I wasn't on the summer tour. I had a lot of uh, changes in my life going on, but um, I'm just glad that I am able to uh, watch some of the preseason games and talk to you all during the uh, course of the season. Eddie, did we lose you? Yeah, you're coming in and out. Human, can you hear him? I'm getting some uh, feedback when he talks. It's kind of in and out. Okay. Okay. Is this better now? Yeah, a little bit better, buddy. Okay. Um. Yeah. We lost you again. Yeah, a lot. There you go. Okay, is this better? Yeah. Yeah, I've been up to uh, a lot as well, considering that uh, I got married just before the season ended. So I've been just busy getting used to uh, married life and... Uh, that's why I was on the summer tour, because I didn't have any money. But uh, hopefully next year or two, I'll be able to uh, join you guys back out on the summer tour again. Well, I hope so, too, because I, I have to tell you, I'm going to brag. Can I talk about the summer tour now, since I'm the only one that went? Go yes. for it. Okay. I'll sit here and loathe you. No, don't loathe us. Don't loathe me. I have to tell I'm you, though. Jealous. Um, you should really be jealous, because... I really, 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 really think that this was the best tour that we've ever had. Not only um, for Chelsea, but for the CIA. It Three absolutely fantastic stops. Three, four absolute legends. Well, actually four and a half or four and a third, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, just... It was magnificent. It was just the most amazing, wonderful, fantastic uh, summer tour that we've ever had, and I am overjoyed by it. I'm just – every stop – if somebody asks me, says, oh, Beth, what was your favorite stop? And it's like, I don't know that I could pick it. I really don't know. And just to tell you how good it is, I'm still recovering from the summer tour. Um, it was, for me, 12 days. It was a marathon. And um, just absolutely fantastic. So I'm just going to regress and, and kind of take you through some of the highlights that I saw or thought of. 
Um, I got to New York on Monday and we wanted to get a chance to get all of the legends together because Mario had never met Paul. And that meeting was so fantastic. I had talked to Paul Cannaville and I had talked to Mario Melchit and I told them the two of them were going to get along great. And they both so wanted to meet each other. They'd never had a chance to meet each other. And when they met, oh my God, a bromance of epic proportions. I mean, just epic, epic proportions. You know, they both wanted just to hug each other. And then from that point on, they were inseparable. The two of them got along so great. Um, and then, of course, Bobby Tambling being on tour, you know, probably, you know, more fit than a majority of us supporters, along with Val, which was really exciting. And, of course, it wouldn't be a summer tour if Spy wasn't there. So Mike Neat, the head of the New York Blues, who brought Bob over because we brought the other two guys over and, and we brought Spy over, wanted to get together and do a dinner on Monday night before everything kind of kicked off. <coughs> Well, unbeknownst to most of us, um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Spy had been in touch with a certain Mr. Frank Lampard, and Frank had asked what everybody was doing on Monday night, and so Spy said, hey, we're supposed to go out to dinner, and evidently Frank said, well, can I come? And I mean, how do you tell Frank Lampard, no, sorry, you're not invited, you can't come to this dinner. So he showed up at this dinner. I mean, I was flabbergasted. Um, you know, there we are all just sitting around, chatting, laughing, drinking, having a good time. And in walks Frankie Lampard. It was just, it was surreal. It was really surreal. So he sat down by Bob and Val. They're very, very good friends. Got to see Mario, who he hadn't seen in a long, long time. Got to reacquaint himself with Paul. And, of course, he knows Spy. And it was just, it was just fantastic. Dinner was amazing. It was a really super nice steakhouse. Um... The food was so good. We had these like towers of seafood to start off as appetizers. Uh, Canners had never had uh, lobster tails, so he finally got some lobster tails. So that was that was pretty good. Um, and then everything. And then at the end of the meal, Mike and I got the bill, and we were figuring out what everybody owed and everything, everything like that. And Mario said, "Hey, hey, you know, pass me the bill. Pass me the bill, because we were starting to collect money." And as we sent the bill back to the end of the table, Frank grabbed it. He was like, no, you're none of you are paying. And it's like, oi, 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 oi. I mean, Mike and I both stood up immediately said, no, no way. You are our guest. This is not why we were sitting at the end of the table. This is not your bill. And Frank just would not have any of it. He was just like, no, this is mine. I'm paying for this. And I was just... I mean, how do you, how do you tell Frank Lampard no? You know, so um, Frankie paid the bill. It was a huge bill, but at the end of it, he said, "You know, these people down here that I've gotten to know are so lovely, and I, you know, it's my pleasure to be able to to see them again and to and to and to to, to make it my treat." And you, at the end of the, you guys at the end of the table, who've flown from England and all over the country to be here to get a hotel and everything else like that. You've already spent enough money. This is a small amount for me. I'm paying. So if he doesn't love Chelsea, you know, God only knows. But we had such a fun evening. And um, then went out and continued to get drunk. You know, which was basically kind of like 
that was day one of 12 of what we did every single day. Um, the event at Legends, Tuesday dawn pretty early. We got set up. People started coming to the pub. It was so good to see familiar faces, people I don't get to see on a regular basis. Uh, Manolo up in New York was just amazing. Uh, they had lots of people help. Tara helped from North Texas, Ryan Carney. I mean, just so many people helped behind the table for us. And then as the event got closer and closer and closer, people were like, okay, who's the special guest? Because we had announced that we were going to have a special guest. And, you know, Spy and I had set that up, that Frank would be at Legends that Tuesday night. Um, but we couldn't tell anybody because we didn't, the, you know, Legends only holds downstairs about 250 people. So if it had gotten out on social media, you can imagine all the NYFC supporters there, Man City supporters, everything. But we wanted it just as a Chelsea event. It was good to see Paul and Simon, um, just all of my friends at the New York Blues, people from all over. It was just Jill and Graham were there. Chris Axon was there. Every cat got there. Um, you know, just everybody being all together. And when it got close, Spy went up to the front and kind of did his little thing. You guys have both been on tour. You know what he does. He kind of tells some jokes and stuff like that. And he said to the crowd, um, listen, you know, my son had a baby this year. And so I'm a, I'm a proper geezer now. I'm a grand, I'm a grand geezer. And uh, they named him Frankie. So just for posterity's sake, I would like you all to sing the Frank Lampard song, but to my to my grandson, so that in the years to come, he can hear you singing his name. So if you could sing it to Super Frankie Barnett. So he got them all singing, and at that moment was when, with Jeremy at the, at, you know, as the main bouncer, so I had five guys lined up. I think it was Jeremy, Jonathan, uh, and maybe uh, Jesus from Bayou City, and a couple of other guys, but Jeremy as that point of the arrow and then Frank right behind him and me and the bouncer right behind Frank just moving through the audience and as everybody saw it was Frank Lampard I was so glad I got to be right in the mix of it because I could hear people on either side going oh my god it really is him it's really Frank and the excitement and the joy in their voice oh my god it was everything I wanted it to be I had talked to Spy about this boy, almost a year ago that, you know, when we knew he was going to be at NYC, I said, you know, if we, if Chelsea ever comes back to America and we do a thing, I want Frank Lampard in the pub and God bless Spy and God bless Frankie Lampard for making that come true because it was such, it was so awesome. It was so awesome. Um, and by the way, there is, uh, Legends did film it. So I'm waiting for the video to come back and we will have the entire star in a stool up on the Chelsea in America website as soon as we can get the video. But it was, it was, it was amazing. And we told no everybody they can't tweet or Facebook during the event. And they were really good and didn't. Um, but the best story of it all was that when Frank needed to leave, he, he was there. That was the longest star in a stool we've ever done. And so much of it was because of Frank. But everybody was great. Canners was great. Mario was great. Bobby was great. It was just a huge love fest. We raised tons of money. I mean, Frank even gave someone a signed NYFC shirt and two tickets to watch him play 
in a special box, which raised, I think it was like $800 that the New York Blues and I split because Frank knew wow. we were paying for everybody. So, I mean, you know, it's like he can't give enough. And the things he said, Frank was overjoyed to be there. It, he was so happy to finally be able to look Chelsea supporters in the face and say, I didn't want to leave. I didn't realize what was going to happen. I'm Chelsea through and through. I love you guys. And and like he said that night, I will be back. Do I think he'll be back playing? I don't. Do I think he'll be back in some other capacity? God, I hope so. But I know it was all over the internet. I know that we got picked up on news feeds all the way over into England and Ireland. It was a ginormous event. And those 250 people that were in that room absolutely just enjoyed themselves. But the funny story was, y'all know Jeremy, right? I mean, Eddie, you know Jeremy, right? Yep, I know. Well, Jeremy is a lovely, lovely boy, but he's kind of shaped like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> okay? And when Frankie had to leave, Tim the Bouncer, who seriously, his arms are like bigger than my thighs, okay? This is one hunk of man. Okay, you do not want to mix with Tim the Bouncer at Legends. And he grabbed Jeremy and he says, okay, you go in front, carve a line out. Frank's behind you. I'm behind Frank. Go. And Jeremy had to be a bouncer. And I mean, can you imagine Jeremy kind of trying to fight his way through 250 people to get Frank out of the building? And he's... And, and at one point, somebody actually kind of tossed him. And luckily, Tim grabbed him and kept pushing him through. But when he tells the story, it's so hysterical. So the next time you see him, he's now called Jeremy the Bouncer. Germ the Bouncer. He is a professional bouncer now. He has done his task. But, oh, my God. So we got Frankie out. I got one person who didn't get a chance because they were working the table. Um, my friend Manolo, who didn't get a chance to get close enough. And Frankie signed so much stuff um, and everything to go back and have Frank sign his shirt um, and all of that kind of stuff. But Frank, and at the end of it, Frank just said, Beth, I just want to thank you for a fabulous night. He said, the club didn't give this to me. I wanted to do this. You, you let me start to get closure. He says, because I know this is going to get out to everyone at Chelsea. So he said, thank you so much. So he, he was just amazing. And of course he started putting things on Instagram. People started tweeting. I went out the front door and as I went out the front door about 20 minutes after he left, there were Man City and NYFC supporters trying to get in. And there was Tim at the door going, no, he's gone. What do you mean he's gone? How come you guys? Da, 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 da? And I could stand there and go, because Frankie wanted this to be a Chelsea event. He's our legend. And it just felt so damn good. <laughs> so I don't know how we could possibly top that. But we just did. We just did. Every every venue just had something special about it. You know, I mean, even on the on match day or even before, I don't remember, somebody did some video of me and Chris Axon and and Jesus leading chants downstairs at Legends. That's where I lost my voice. Oh, good. Lose my voice the second day on a 12-day tour. 
Um, but that kind of did happen. Um, the next day we took, we, we all got together again, just seeing people that you never get to see very often. Tom Motherway was there. There's so many, I saw Ashish. I haven't seen Ashish in ages or was that in, maybe that was in DC. I don't know. There's just so many people that I got to see and we just, it was all just laughter and joy and fun. We all got on the buses. We got out to New Jersey. We sat in the away section. Um, we didn't care. We didn't care. We played like crap, I have to tell you. But it was the first game, and we really didn't care. Um, but we sang, and we had a great time. Got back to the pub, um, drank some more. I think we closed Legends that night. Matter of fact, I know we did. We closed Legends that night, uh, some of us. Lizzie, Kaz, um, Jesus, myself, and a few people. If you guys have questions, by God, you know, nobody wants to hear me go on and on. Um, but just so much fun, so much fun. We got up the next morning, um, kind of sorted people out. Um, yeah, everything was taken care of. I actually got some free time, got a proper meal. And, and I have to tell you once again, thank you so much to the New York Blues. Thank you so much to Jack and Mickey at Legends for just always being and creating such an amazing place to have a meet and to have an event. I love them beyond words, just absolutely beyond words. All of the management at, at Legends is just legendary. You know, they've named it after themselves as far as I'm concerned. Um, but then we took off and we took our flight from, took cabs out from New York, got on a plane, headed to Charlotte. Now, I've never been to Charlotte before, so I don't know, I didn't know what to expect. So Bob and Val spent an extra day in New York. But when we arrived, I finally got to meet Cap McAdoo from the Southeast, one of our regional chapter heads. And, you know, we've talked so much on the phone and we tweet and text and everything. I swear to God, everybody be warned. If Cat ever meets Kim, they're just like going to be just just walk away. OK, I'm just warning you. Just walk away because Cat and Kim will talk for days on end. They are so much alike. They are so funny, so positive, so wonderful, sweet, hardworking, loving, just amazing women. They will, I, I need to get the two of them together because they would just be crazy together. It would, I, I would need to leave because it would be too much even for me. But we kept talking about fried chicken because Lizzie was with me and she just absolutely loves fried chicken. So Spy, Jan, Mario, myself, Lizzie, <coughs> and Kat and her kids. Once we got to the hotel, we did not go to the pub. We went, we found a real Southern fried chicken place. And oh my God, was it so good. The waitress was awesome. She was giving Canners and Mario so much grief. And, you know, Canners never had Southern Fried Chicken, and actually Mario hadn't, and neither had Spy. So we just all, like, stuffed our faces full of proper Southern Fried Chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy, uh, sweet potatoes, uh, collard greens. Well, I, I like collard greens. Some people, like Lizzie, doesn't like. Lizzie, oh, mac and cheese, 
just, oh my God, the food was just, and it is official. Nobody from England likes sweet iced tea, sweet tea. Do y'all know what sweet tea is? Yes. They don't like it. I'm just I, telling you. It is confirmed. Sweet tea is a southern thing, and they did not like it at all. But we just had so we just had so much fun, and we had our sweet tea, and we had our our and and cornbread. Oh my God, some of the best cornbread I think I've ever had in my entire life. So we kind of filled ourselves full, and then we kind of went down, and um, I went to bed. I was exhausted. You know, I was trying to get sleep. So the next morning dawned, and all I wanted to do was to get down to the pub. So we went down to the pub, found some place to get something decent for breakfast, went down to the pub. The pub in Charlotte, okay, um, Courtyard Hooligans, is, I love it. I love that pub. Absolutely love that pub. It is like an 150, 200-year-old building, and all, and it's made up of all of these little rooms. Okay, so to try and get a space where everybody can be together is absolutely impossible in that kind of that kind of environment. But they have this ginormous courtyard. So you walk in and there was Valhalla, which is a little pub on one side and another restaurant. And then on the other side and then next to the other restaurant was a Greek place. Next to Valhalla's was the start of Courtyard Hooligans. And there's about four pubs all down this courtyard, okay, and places to eat and everything, and tables sitting outside. And I, within a very short amount of time, I instantly had memories of Amsterdam, you know, Dusseldorf, you know, France, just different places that we've been on tour because it reminded me of a European game, a European away. Any of you guys that were there in Charlotte, if you ever want to know what Europe away is like, it's like Charlotte. Human, do you remember being in Amsterdam and like just all of a sudden hitting some small little street or, you know, just where there's some tables outside and it's just packed full of Chelsea singing? Yes, kind of. I know. Sort. You were drunk. <laughs> you were drunk and jet lagged. I remember the first half of <laughs> <laughs> well, it was exactly like that, and I love that. That's why I love going Europe away, because you find these little pubs, and they're in these little areas where there's tables outside, Chelsea all around. It was so much like that, except for we were all in shorts and T-shirts, because it was like 94 degrees with about 96% humidity, instead of bundled up from the cold. Um, but it was it was fantastic. It was just fantastic. The staff there couldn't have been more amenable. They set up three tables for us to put all of our stuff, gave us a tent so the guys working the booth could stand under a tent, gave us all the water and you know that we could have. The drinks were flowing. There were blue smoke bombs, just everything. Jonathan was there. Dan didn't make that one. He really missed I don't want to say the best one because he got two out of three, but man, he missed it. But so many people, I saw so many guys from Texas there. Um, Andy Burbage was there. A bunch of guys from the Midwest. There were We had 700 people at least in that alleyway, and it was huge. People standing on tables singing, blue smoke bombs going off. 
it was it was great. It was everything. The starter stool yeah. event. What? Um, I was gonna say that Charlotte was pretty uh awesome based from uh Chip Dar and uh Scott LaPoint and uh Andy Burbage from, from my chapter uh all went there. And I think there there was a couple others uh who went down to Charlotte as well. JR was there. Lotto was there, I think. Or did I see him in DC? Nope. Uh, I was at. He was in Charlotte. I think DC. Charlotte, DC. Yeah. So it was just. I mean, it was packed. The that alleyway was packed all day Tuesday. I had brought in one big duffel bag. I mean, and it's a huge duffel bag. It was a fifty. It weighed fifty pounds, and I had brought or mailed 13 boxes to Charlotte. By the time I left, we left with less than three boxes. That's how much stuff. And my duffel bag was empty. That's how much stuff we sold at Charlotte. It was crazy. And Kara and Drew and Andy B. And his lady. And just Tara. There were so many people that helped behind that table. Oh, my God. And Kim, oh, Kim, see, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a Julie Jamie thing. But Kat and her kids helped all the time. They had a little room for us because they're building another pub. So we had this in-construction space that we could put things in. It was crazy. It was crazy. We sold out of scarves like the morning of the match. We sold out of hats the morning of the match. We sold out of T-shirts the morning of the match. It was craziness, absolute craziness. Charlotte? Yeah. Because <clears throat> so many people had never been to an event with us before. You know, like in New York, there's a lot of people that have been before. So there aren't a lot of newbies. But on this one, there were so many people that had never been before. Ever been before. So, and we found out very, very late that the trophies were going to be there. So we had to quickly figure out a place to put them because there was no place in the courtyard for them. Um, we got a room at the Double Tree. We set it all up and then just started just passing out tickets. And it's like, do you want to see the trophy go? So we had no time to tell people or anything else like that. It was really, really last minute. But a bunch of people got to go and get their pictures taken with the trophies. <coughs> they gave away some award. They gave away some signed shirts. Somebody, oh, Su Jin, you know Su Jin, Human, you know Su Jin, don't you, from L.A.? Uh, she was in Vegas with us. Yes, yes. She won, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, maybe that, no, that was in D.C., um, Janset won a signed shirt. So, I mean, they, Chelsea were really good to us. They wanted to do it at a specific time. It was when we were going to have the start of the stool. They they moved their schedule around to accommodate us, and I just like Kat set it up, and she did a great job. But we were just like getting, trying to get people over there, and it was really pretty amazing. It was really good fun. So everybody got their pictures with the trophy, even though the trophies were at the match. Stardust to lap that night outside in the heat. God, how spy Bobby Canners and Mario did that outside in the heat because it was still hot even at 8 o'clock at night. 
Um, they just did a fantastic job, just a fantastic job. Again, we raised a ton of money. Mario gave, Mario actually auctioned the seat next to him because he had bought two tickets, or he he had his ticket, but he had also bought one, um, and um, Mark couldn't come. So instead of like make you know getting paid back, he actually auctioned off the opportunity to sit next to him at a game, which was pretty amazing. So we raised loads and we raised a lot of money on the auctions. Bobby Tambling and I won it in in Charlotte. Um, Bobby Tambling has a limited edition book. He only did four of them, and they're all signed. He and Frankie both signed them, so I have those as I have one of those as well. It cost me five hundred bucks. But what the hell, it went back to Chelsea in America. What can I say, you know? Um, so that was, that was, you know, and Lizzie, oh, my God. This is the first time that I have ever had one of our guests from England actually sit down behind the table. She was there for five hours. She was a cashier. Sheesh. Yeah. Stepping up, Lizzie. Yeah, she's got like brownie points galore, that girl. So, but so much fun, so much fun. And at one point, I don't know if it was in New York or whatever, but at some point in the night, all of a sudden, Jaeger bombs. And I don't do shots. But there, I mean, I don't know how many bottles of Jaeger CIA went through during that this tour, but it was a lot. So you can always, if you ever just want to make Lizzie laugh, just... Tweet her and just go, Jaeger, 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 Jaeger. It's <laughs> a laugh. So a lot of falling over, a lot of drinking. But what do you expect on tour? Game, game came that next day. My God, it was like a three-block walk to the stadium. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable that we could just walk to the stadium. Charlotte is a beautiful city. If you've never been there, I strongly suggest that you go. We had so much fun in Charlotte. Um, you know, and where were you when Courtois scored? I know where I was. So we got to see Thibaut Courtois score. The team played a lot better. Kennedy was – was did Kennedy play in that game or was it in New York or in D.C.? It's played in D.C. In D.C. It was still so good to see a lot of our youth team come out. Victor Moses, I didn't expect him to be there, and he was there. Um, we all know that Begovich kind of screwed up. Okay, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, it was good to see so many of the team get to play a bit. Um, we finally got to see Falcao play. We got, you know, Diego played. Um, yeah, it was just great. It was just, It was just absolutely great, and it was so great to see our group really starting to grow and be noticed and everything else like that. So that was that was loads and loads of fun. We went back to the to the um, pub. I have no idea what time everybody left because I went back, packed up the three boxes, and I left because I was tired. I'm getting old, guys. I mean, really old. Either that, or I'm trying to do too much on tour. Got up the next morning, and lovely Brian and Jan said went and got up at eight o'clock in the morning. And took an Uber and got us our vans to drive up to D.C. So six people and luggage in a van driving to D.C., 450 miles, two of them. So, and that was, 
that was like the only time I think I sat down for four and a half hours on the entire tour was that day. It was huge. Bob and Val, we put Bob and Val in a car early in the morning so they would be a little bit more comfortable and not so crowded. But we got everybody up there. It was grand. It was absolutely fabulous. Um, we got up there. We instantly went to the pub. We got into the hotel. We dropped our bags. We went and grabbed a bite to eat. And I don't remember where we went. Oh, we went and grabbed a bite to eat. It is like a Red Robin or something like that. And then we all decided we were going to go to the pub. And I said, okay, I'll come out tonight to go to the pub, but only for one drink. One drink. So I got out there. It's karaoke night at Ireland's Four Courts. And none of the Beltway Blues were there because, you know, they all had to work in the morning, right? It's Sunday night. Oh, my God. Mario Melchett doing karaoke. Okay, I just want you to think about that for a second. But even worse, Mario Melchett and Jesus Martinez doing karaoke to a boy. I think they did, like, name some boy bands, like, Boys to men or men to boys or whatever it is. I mean, somebody like that. I mean, like, a, yeah. Go on. Eddie, I know you'll know who it is. Go ahead. What? I said. Yeah, I don't know, but it's boy bands that I've never heard of. And with action. I mean, they didn't just sit up there and sing. They were, like, moving. And then Brian Heyman and Tim from the Bayou went up there as well, and they were all doing it. It was crazy. It was the most hysterical thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I laughed my ass off. It was funnier than Wobbly doing karaoke at Yankee Doodles in, El in, in Santa Monica many years ago when he did a Genesis song. It was so funny. It was just so funny. Um, and that kind of kicked it off. I never dreamed that Mario, because you know, Mario doesn't drink. You all know that, right? And Mario was like kicking it. He was just kicking it. He'd never done karaoke. A bunch of us all got over and sang We Are the Champions, and that was a disaster. It was so much fun. It was just hysterical. So we closed the bar. My one drink at 9 o'clock, turned into me closing the bar. Um, next day, we had a nice lie-in. I could get some work done, could rest my feet, you know, took care of some stuff going on. We were down the pub by about 3 o'clock. It was already heaving down there. Allison and the Beltway Blues, God bless every single one of them, they rocked it. They had everything set up. They were just ready to go, and they just took off flying. Um, the trophies were also there at the pub in D.C., before we set up, had loads of fun, got my picture taken with the trophies with my brother, which was huge. DC's always special for me because I get to see my family. Um, but again, so many people, I you know, Mick was there, but though I'd seen Mick Saliba before. A little Blue Alex, um, Eddie, I know you remember Blue Alex. Alex was there. It was just great fun, just huge fun. Star on a Stool that night was probably the best one. Mics worked perfectly, all inside, and absolutely hysterical. I, we could not pull them off the stage at the end. 
And Mario and Canners and Bobby just signed so much stuff for just so many people. Just so many people. Just, just, I'm, I'm surprised they don't have, like, writer's cramp. They just signed so much stuff. Um, much drinking after that. Got back, to, went back to the hotel, got up the next day. Again, the pub was just jammed. It was jammed out and back. It was jammed out in front. Everything, we all metroed over. The metro over was easier than metro back. Dennis was there. DB was there. But from where we were, because we went to um, FedEx Field, the new FedEx Field, where the NFL team plays. Excuse me for not. I guess it's the Redskins. Is it the Redskins? Yep. Okay. So it's a mile walk from the metro, and it was hot and sticky. D.C. was like 98, 98% humidity. Oh, my God. But we made it. Got in our seats, great seats. Saw the game. Singing. You know, we were so spread out. We're so big now. We bought over uh, close to 700 tickets. So we were just huge, you know. But even Jose mentioned us both in Charlotte and also in D.C., um, so that made everybody really, really happy. We got to see Kennedy. Boy, I got to tell you something. If we can get a work permit for that guy, he's just going to, he's going to do a Zuma on a couple of players. I got to tell you, he's freaking big. Um, so we really, really enjoyed that. And then right at the end of the game, right? At, literally, there's like 30 seconds left in the game. We know it's going to penalty kicks, right? Up on the big screen. The last trains from the station leave at 11.15 and 11.25, and it was, oh, 10.15. So we had an hour to get through penalties and try and walk that mile down to the subway, down to the metro station, and pray to God that we made it before they sent the last train. Oh, my God, you want to talk about, Lizzie and I practically had to run to catch the train. We got on the train. We, we finally decided it was better to go to the last stop, because we were the second last stop, go to the last stop and ride the train back. Unfortunately, DB and a number of others did not have that luck, and they got in a metro, on a metro train that had no air conditioning. We met them at, um, like, the stop before courthouse, where we get off to, to go to, to, um, to uh, the four courts. It must have been 110 in that car. People, I, I'm surprised somebody didn't die. It was outrageous in that car. I mean, just, but it was the last train. It was the last train. You had to be on it. So, um, you know, and so every time the doors were, you know, people were trying to push cool, cool air, which there was no cool air, but anything is cooler than 110. Um, so we got up, went back to the pub, closed the pub that night, set the boxes aside, started to say goodbye to people, thanked everybody. I mean, again, Four courts, you just rock my world. What a great staff. What a great place to have a venue. They couldn't have been more helpful or, or nicer. All three of the pubs were magnificent. Um, thank thank you so much to the Beltway Blues. They were just amazing. Um, and then last but not least, we, um, we got up the next day, and Lizzie and I decided we hadn't seen the monuments. Lizzie wanted to see the monuments. So we went on a 15-mile hike to go and see all the monuments. And it nearly killed us. Don't my, my suggestion, don't ever do a tour and then decide to take a 15-mile hike in 98 degrees, 98% humidity. 
just just say no. Just say no. Because it will kill you. It nearly killed me. But we got through it. We had a nice dinner that night with Bob and Val. Um. Okay. What the hell happened? Hello? Hello? So don't just, I'm just saying, just don't do that. Just don't and say you did. Um, because it is craziness. It is just crazy trying to do all that. But we had a lovely dinner with Bob and Val. So it was my nephew, his wife, my niece, my brother, his wife, Bob, Val, me, and Lizzie, Spy, and no, not Spine Jan, uh, and Canners, because we all moved out to Reston um, to get everybody back on the plane. Got everybody back on the plane. I was the last to leave, had lunch with Spy on Friday, and then came home. That was the tour. I know it took a long time to go over it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Still jealous. <laughs> I'm sitting here seething. Don't seethe, Human. I have to. I wanted to be there. No. Well, the only thing I can say, um, go and watch NYFC and cheer for Frank Lampard. And watch NYFC, but I, I cannot cheer for them. I can cheer for Frank, but, but not. Oh, I'm, I couldn't cheer for him either, but I think I think a majority of the people that are there don't cheer for them. They're just there to see Frankie. So yeah, uh, I guess I just got thanks for uh, thanks for sharing all of the uh, tales and the stories from the tour because uh, it seemed like from all the different Facebook and Twitter postings that they. Everybody had a heck of a time, especially from the people that I talked to, uh, who who had never been on a summer tour before. Said they uh, they had a complete blast. Oh, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. I mean, everybody I talked to just had a tremendous time, and you know, we had such a good core. There was such a, a you know, Brian Heyman, um, Jesus, myself, Lizzie, um, and a couple of others. That went to every single tour stop. Just what a great crew. What a great crew. We really need to get Brian on on the podcast. I really should text him or tweet him or something, invite him to the podcast. Jesus as well. We know Lizzie lives far away, but surely one night she'll be up drunk and can be on the podcast. Right. Anyhow, I... Things we saw. What is the 
that able to take out of the preseason matches as we begin the season in just a few days? Um, you know, to be quite honest with you, um, that every, you know, I talked to Spy about it because the preseason tour was so short and it was so close to, um, sorry, it was so close to the start of the season. I really asked Spy about that. And he said to me, he said, Jose has this thought that the guys, you know, used to be back in the day, you know, the off season was really, really long. But now with internationals and, and all of that kind of stuff, the boys never really get unfit, you know, so to speak. Um, they don't have a chance to. And they certainly don't go out and do the carousing and drinking that they used to do back in the day. And we talked about this with, with um, Bobby and with Canners as well. And so it's just a matter of fine tuning um, and, you know, and integrating the new players in, into the team. Um, I do believe quite wholeheartedly that some of our youth team is good enough to play. I do believe that. I was sad that Nathan Ake couldn't be there. Um, and I don't know what's going on with Nathan I'm a little concerned. He may be, be he may be in the he may be in you know the corner with the dunce cap on right now because he was, was refusing to go on loan. Um, but you know things that I saw that you know I think Begovic is going to be fine. He seems to not he seems to have to warm up into a game before he starts doing things, and that's a bit of a concern. Um, you know, Courtois looks perfect. JT looks great. Gaza looks great, except for God, if his nose, if he bloodies his nose again, just don't even look. That boy, if his nose goes, there's blood friggin' everywhere. Um, at Dave, Dave looked probably from the get-go the most fit. He was absolutely amazing. Um, I don't know what we're going to do. You know, we've got Branna there. He's always strong. So between Dave and Branna, it seems like the back five are, are pretty pretty solid. The question is, what are we going to do in the middle? Because we have so many options, and yet so many of them play different parts. Matic was not. I, I wasn't impressed with him at any of the three games. Rami still does exactly the same thing. Oscar has decided that he can only touch the ball with his right foot. I don't know if he's got an ingrown toenail on his left foot. Or what it is, but it is frustrating as hell. I did notice that Mikel kind of changed his game a little bit. Well, he was actually passing forward more than I've ever seen him. And then, you know, we've got Remy and Moses and Falcao and Costa and William. Oh, my God. I just love that kid. And and honestly, I think for improved, Willian is probably the one player that on the summer tour I would say probably improved to when I saw him at the end of last season. So am I concerned? Hell no. Somebody posted on Facebook, on uh, Twitter today that we only played two non-starters at the beginning of the game. And I'm going, uh, excuse me? Like who? You know, because that was definitively not a starting eleven. And even in the second half, it wasn't a starting 11. We're a little toothless up front, and maybe that's going to be a concern. Um, but I think we've got some players that can, you know, send a ball into the box if they actually will take a go, have a go. 
Um, we've got to do have more chances. I know Jose said, who cares if you have 15 chances, you don't get one in. It's about, you know, having fewer chances and making them count. Um, and Kurt Zuma, oh, my God, what a monster. I mean, did you guys see that tackle today or yellow card or? Yeah. Zuma. Yeah, that was. Eddie, I don't know. Human, can you hear him? Because I can't hear anything. No. No, I couldn't hear Eddie. I was I was waiting. I thought someone else may be talking. Yeah, I said that it was a man's tackle. That wasn't a man's tackle. That was Hulk. <laughs> that was like a frigging flying tank. You know, I don't know what that was, but that, that was... Somebody said, well, he was just trying to protect the poor you know, Fiorentina guy from getting, you know, hit by the ball. He's like, okay. I just loved it. That's all. Um, there's a lot of passion on the team. I will say that. Um, you know, I'm a little concerned. I don't think that um, Hazard, there's something off with Hazard. Um, he had one good game of the four games that I saw, the three preseasons and then the charity shield. I don't think he played well in the charity shield either. I thought Cesc was doing just fine. I think he had he had a good summer tour. Um, you know, we sang to him enough, I should think. We sang to Eden as well. Don't get me wrong, that was a great damn goal he had. But other than that, he just seemed a bit off. So I don't know if it's going to take him a couple more weeks to warm up or, or if he's just exhausted or, or whatever. But I have full faith in Jose, the coaches, the trainers, the managers, and the physios to get him back up to speed. Am I worried about Swansea? Maybe I should be, but honestly, I'm really not. And if I was Jose, <coughs> you know, he's, he kept saying, these games are not for wins. These games are for trial to see how we're going to suit up, what his options are, who can play where, all of that kind of stuff. If anybody thought that, you know, Okay, so what does it matter if we lose these, these preseason games? And okay, Arsenal can have their hubcap. They can take their hubcap, and they I won't say where they can shove it, but they can have their hubcap. But honestly, I didn't think, I thought we outplayed them at the charity show, if you want my opinion. Come on, what'd you think? Um, there was one reason, and one reason only, that Arsenal won that match, and it was Petr Cech, and I'm putting it out there right now, and I'm to say it again. Um, I don't care if they have an ashtray. Whoop de doo. It, you know, we went out there and we treated it like a friendly. Arsenal went out there and they treated it like a champions final match. And I think that was the difference from the start. After a while, yeah, I think we started to outplay them and get in there, but, you know, just didn't drop. And that's the way it is. I'm not concerned about it. I'm not worried about it. Would I have liked to win it? Sure. But whoop de doo. It's not a big deal. It's one match the season does not make, you know. So we'll go on. I think we're strong. I think we have good chances again this year. And I think people are overreacting to our preseason losses. It's a preseason, as like Jose said, and you just mentioned, Beth. It's for testing the team out. I remember 
gosh, a few seasons back, we played horribly in the preseason. Actually, we played horribly for a lot of the season. I think we ended up winning the Champions League and the FA Cup that year. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, just, just things happen like that. Um, you know, who cares? And if we don't go on to win anything this season, okay, I'm fine with that. I'm not in it for the silverware. I mean, it's nice. It's pretty. I like having it, but not in it for the fact. You know, somebody posted on Facebook, I think it was down in Waco, what do you expect from this season? And they said, you know, the league, the Champions League, everything, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like, or what is your ambition for this season? And I said, none of these. None of these. I don't give a shit about silverware. What I care about, I want to see somebody from our youth team move up and be a real first team player. That's number one. And number two, I want our boys to play with passion. That's all I ever ask. And to not get relegated. So those are my ambitions this year. Anything else? Anything else is, you know, the whipped cream on top as far as I'm concerned. And I have to tell you guys, the number of people that I met on tour that came up and said, I've so missed the summer hiatus of the Chelsea in America podcast. So... I think we let some people down, but I didn't have any time in my life this summer. So, yeah, me neither. So, to all of you that are listening, we're back. And so, make sure that you tweet it out, Eddie, and make sure that you um, Facebook it out and uh, let people know that we're back. Okay? That will be taken care of. That'll be great. That'll be absolutely great. So, but. On you, you see more you, you know because you know then age group breaking up again. All right, can you hear me now? Yeah. I'm just saying that we have one of the best age groups in all of the and all of how our academy is. And in our team as well, because, you know, we have, what, 30 players out on uh, loan? We could probably form our own, cl- our, our own club with just the players that we have on loan, and we might be pretty decent in, like, a championship the league, uh, league, you know, one. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. I... I agree, and I'm happy to see some youth players, you know, coming up, and younger players even. I, I am an Ante fan as well, as Beth knows. <laughs> um, there's the he who shall not be made named made one good decision, and that was it. Um, and then you know, there's Moses. I I actually think Victor Moses is a great player. I, I'm surprised to see him playing, but I'm really happy to see him playing at the same time. Do I think he needs to work on some stuff? Yeah, but I'm also glad to see him out on the pitch. And I want to see more of that going on. I want to see more Nathan. I want to see more Moses, more other players going out there. Um, Kennedy. It's great. I want to see that Kennedy kid play. I really do. Yes. Yes. He is a friggin' beast. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Actually, while we're at other sections of Chelsea, I don't know if said it yet. I don't think we have, but congratulations to the Chelsea girls, uh, winners of the FA Cup. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Ladies. Ladies, I'm sorry. Chelsea ladies. 
amazing job. Yeah. Super exciting. Our first women's FA Cup. Congratulations. That is that is just so wonderful. I am so thrilled for the club. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I just want to give a shout out to the uh, women's uh, Chelsea ladies as well for for winning the uh, women's FA Cup, which which uh, I which I think I just said it, it was the first trophy that they ever won, right? I don't know if it's the first trophy that they've ever won, but it's certainly the F first FA Cup the club has ever won. Yeah, first FA Cup, not first trophy. I think they won the league a little while ago. I'm not 100% sure, though, so please don't quote me on that. I'm sure I'll get it on Twitter if I say I'm sure about something. No, I think I, I'm, I'm so proud of them. I really, really am. The only thing I was sad about is I didn't get to see the game, but... You know, say la vie. Say la vie. Um, yes, you know, and I mean, and look at the number of our players that were playing in the, in the World Cup, in the Women's World Cup. So, there you have it. So, other than that, during the summer, we also, I'm sure many of you saw the uh, tweets and in and website posts and, and Facebook posts and everything about the new stadium. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? It looks amazing. I want the Cathedral football. I want it. <laughs> give it to me right now. That being said, um, just give me notice so I can make sure I make it to the bridge again before you build it. <laughs> I think you're going to have to go this year, babes. I know, I know. That's what I keep thinking. Well, Tim is trying to get us to go in the winter, so we'll see. Yeah, I know. He's already planning on it. Oh, yeah. He's bought his tickets. So, Tim, if you guys don't know Tim, he heads up the SF Bay Area Blues and does a whole lot more for Chelsea in America, and he should be on the podcast. So, Tim, when you hear this, I'm giving you shit for not being on the podcast. Um, but, yeah, he is going this winter. Um He's going to, I don't know how what matches he's planning on going, but I know he's going to be there over Christmas. Or over Boxing Day, I should say, not Christmas. But yeah, so if you guys go during that time, say hi to Tim and give him shit. Well, I won't be over there, so. Yeah, you get back before then, right? Yeah. No, anybody listening on the podcast, if you're there during that time and you see Tim, give him shit for not being on the podcast. We should, we should. There's a lot of people that we should give shit to for not being on the podcast. But anyways. So well, other than uh, other than that, I do need to clarify. Uh, do we need to discuss anything or – oh, we have to do picks. Shit. Eddie. Yeah, he's got the spreadsheet. Eddie put the note in for the spreadsheet for picks. And then I, I do have one announcement uh, about my local stuff. So, um, Eddie, have we, you got the picks already done? No, I have not. Um, I forgot to do that earlier this week. 
Okay. Uh, where did we? Where where did we put those CIA podcasts? They were in Dropbox. Yeah. No, I know. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick. I'm gonna do this. Um. So I'm gonna take the m most recent one, and. Okay, give you guys talk, and I'll get this sorted. All right. Well, uh, I guess I can give my take on uh, Stamper Bridge. While while you know everybody knows that it's sad that you know that that they have to redevelop Stamper Bridge, but it it's something that's needed in order to give us the proper revenue to remain competitive as a club. And so you know, I know that it's something that you know that I have to get behind. Um, See, uh, I just put it in Tottenham's face if we can play at Wembley while uh, the bridge is getting redeveloped. Because I know Tottenham is looking for uh, a new stadium as well, and they're and they're considering trying to play at Wembley while uh, Three Point Lane is getting redeveloped. They can they can play at Wembley. I really don't want to play at Wembley. Good. That's just me. difficult to get there. It's just Wembley is special. Um, it's still on the um, it's still on the uh, um, it's still on the line, you know, still on the uh, two, so it's not that hard. Um, you know, I'm really sad that the other option, which is Twickenham, isn't an option because I think that would be much better, but yeah, and, and better as well, but unfortunately, uh, that that's not an option. <laughs> uh, that is a great picture. Oh, thank you, thank you. I didn't know who'd seen it or not, so I posted it. Uh, if anybody wants to see it, you can check it out on. I think I posted it on Twitter and Facebook. So. So, uh, Amanda, do you want to share the news going on with your account? Yes, yes, I can do that. So, um, like I mentioned at the start of the call, I moved up to Portland recently, back into Portland, I should say. Um, we started the Stumptown Blues on uh, Twitter, Facebook. We are the official uh, Chelsea America Supporters Club in the United States in Portland, Oregon. 
Um, and I actually have exciting news. So we recently have entered into a, um, I guess, little partnership with a pub, the Blitz Lad in Portland. So come on down, guys. We're trying to get our numbers up. Anybody in Portland or you know people in Portland, this is Portland, Oregon, not Portland, Maine, Portland, Oregon. Um, tell them we're going to the Blitz Lad, and that is pretty centrally located in Portland in Lad's Edition. Um, easy to get to, so come on down. Hope to see you guys this weekend. If you can't make it to Portland, you live outside of Portland, um, we do have another pub, uh, Highland Stillhouse in Oregon City, so if that's cool, uh, closer for you, please do go there as well. But I will be at the Blitz Lad this weekend and probably for the next few weeks, so come on down. That was my exciting announcement. It is actually really exciting. If you've ever been to the Blitz Lad, it is a great location. Well, that great. is awesome. I am just so glad we've got some place up there um, that we have some place. Yeah, there's, up there's a lot of Chelsea fans up here. It's, it's been a while coming, and I'm happy to do it. Um, Nikki, my wife, is helping a lot. So if you ever need anything, Ask her, because um, she'll get it done faster than I will. <laughs> Even yeah, though it is with women in general, they always get things done faster than men. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you need a beer, ask me. I'll, I'll get that done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, come on down. Let's lad this weekend. We're trying to get our numbers up so we can continue to go there, because they'll open, but only if we get people in. Well, that's exciting. Uh, I will be sure to uh, get that out as well. Sorry if I'm making noises. I'm trying to fix all of the form. All right. So. Well, uh, I guess, Amanda, do you want to talk a little bit about today's match? I mean, it was it was pretty, you know, pretty lackluster. I actually missed today's match because I was working. I saw highlights go by on my screen, but I did not get to watch it, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but I did uh, see outside Chelsea News match stuff, like Messi headbutting a guy, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah what was that? that? And grabbing somebody by the throat. Yeah, and a yellow card, not a red card for some reason. Yeah, well... Oh, well, of course, because he's the superstar of football, and he, he never gets a red. Sorry to go a little bit off topic right there, but I, I, I felt like that was worth mentioning. That, that was oh. the biggest news for me today. It wasn't our friendly match. It was that. It's worse than that. Hey, so Messi, uh, once you get kicked out, you need another club. I mean. <laughs> well, I guess the only thing I have to say about today's match is that Begovic played much better than he did here in the U.S., and that it's only the preseason, so Chelsea fans, calm the hell down. Event Saturday at 12.30 Eastern, 9.30 Pacific. Just relax. No. People were, like, losing their shit, literally, because of the match. And it's like, look at the lineup that we had here. It wasn't it's not going to be our, you know, starting 11 on opening day. And and I just... 
You know what my you know what my thing is seriously if 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 they're gonna you know all of these armchair toilet bowl you know managers and stuff like that what I really want to tell them is you know what send in your CV to Chelsea Football Club and see if they'll hire you because dude I don't I I haven't seen you winning medals so but that's just me you know how I am. <laughs> You know how I am, so. There you go. I just don't need the haters. So are you guys ready to do picks? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. First game of the league season. Man U at home to Spurs. Chelsea. Ha! <laughs> Uh, I'm going with the draw. Me too. Eddie? Hey, Eddie, type your picks in the chat too so we make sure we pick them up. Okay. Yeah, we have to check and see if this comes through, if it's just us. Um, second game, Bournemouth at home to Villa. Bournemouth are one of the teams that have come up, so. I'm going with Bournemouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is that unanimous? Because me too. Yes. Yep. All three of us, Bournemouth. Excellent. Okay, Everton at home to Watford. You know what? I've been watching. Uh, Eddie says draw. Yeah, no, I'm looking I at him. Been, I've been watching Watford. Um, my old next-door neighbor is a huge Watford fan back when he was a kid. And just for you, Richard, I'm going Watford this time around. Because wow. has – he was a mess last season, so – Okay, let, yeah, and they don't have Victor Moses. Yep, exactly. Everton well, cannot play Victor Moses. Leicester. Everton has Lukaku. Yeah. Everton has Lukaku? Yeah, Everton has Lukaku. Moses was in, oh. I can't remember who was on one too, but Lukaku's on Everton now. But, I, I mean, I don't care. I'm, I'm going with this. My, I'm going with Watford as well. Leicester at home to Sunderland. Eddie picks Lester. God. Um, I'm going with a draw. Yeah, I'm going to join you in the draw pool. 
Norwich at home to Palace. Palace. I went with Palace as well, Eddie. Yeah, I'm going Palace. Chelsea at home to Swansea. Chelsea. I got Chelsea. Me too. Arsenal at home to West Spam. I know who's going to win this one most likely, but I'm still going to say draw. <laughs> This is how I lose points, guys. I'm going with the uh, Pikeys. And Eddie's going with I the Latte Boys. So we, we all split on that one. Newcastle at home to Southampton. Southampton. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Southampton as well. Eddie? I'm assuming you said Southampton. Stoke at home to Liverpool. Well, I think you can uh, count on it. Brennan Rodgers will be the first manager sacked. He won't even make it in. He won't even make it to Halloween. Give me Stoke. I gotcha. Human, who are you going with? I think it's going to be a draw. That's what I went with. And then the last game of the first week? City. Yeah. West Brom at home to City. You're going to go with City? City. I'm going to go with a draw. And I'm going with a draw. All right. Look at that. The first picks of the new season. So I if, really hope this doesn't jinx like last year for me. <laughs> don't say that. Or else I will go back to my Chelsea wins every match somehow. Let's <laughs> see work. Okay. Save as. Okay. Well, guys, with that, I think I'm going to go eat. Um, I do, I do actually, I wanted to clarify something because a lot of people are quite confused. Um, as you all know, or as you don't know, or maybe you read, um, the July the 31st was the last day to get True Blue membership, sort of. Okay, it is not – I just deleted all of the picks, so if anybody's got a problem with that, touch it. Um, it is not the last day to get True Blue membership. It is the last day to get True Blue membership and get the five loyalty points. So 
Loyalty points are needed for big games. True Blue membership is still open and it will be open until the middle of December. So if you missed getting it in by July the 31st, you can still get True Blue. You just won't get the automatic five bonus loyalty points. Okay, that's number one. Number two, CIA membership is also still open and will be open until the middle of December. So you have that. And I think for everybody that was on tour, they realize that there really are benefits to memberships. Um, I know our tickets were cheaper than everybody that was sitting around us because we didn't have to go through Ticketmaster. We got audacious hotel deals. You know, we got Frank Lampard. We got um, Mario Melchiet, Paul Cannaville, and Bobby Tamlin. There are benefits to membership. We are working on, uh, we've got some great coupons for the packet. We're working on some more deals as well. So we're really excited about all of that, um, you know, as well. Uh, you're also an affiliated member to the CST if you belong to Chelsea in America. So please, please, please make sure that you sign up. Make sure that you get to your local pub. For those of you that have been so good and already got your membership, I am working on members. I am working on membership. I really, truly am. I've got all of the data done starting tomorrow. Bang. I'm working on packets. As a matter of fact, I'm sending out an SOS message to everybody in the North Texas area to come to my house and help put packets together. So um, I am working on all of that. So we have all of that in place. And, you know, so don't forget to sign up. I can tell you that as of noon on the 31st, Last season, we ended up with 1,351 members. This season, as of noon on the 13th, on the 31st of August, we were at 1,314. And after looking at the, at the memberships that have come in so far since the last report, I think we've already beat last season. So how about that? I think that's pretty awesome. Um, make sure that you tweet, make sure that you're following Chelsea in America, um, CFC in America. Make sure you're following the podcast. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. We also have all of that kind of stuff. Do not delay. I think that's it for right now. And yes, I'll be doing the draw for, um, our signed merchandise for, um, members from last season and also for the summer tour. So just bear with me while I get everything in place. There are only so many hours in a day. I think that's it. Yeah. So do you want me to, to take us out? Oh, I... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? So I'm assuming Eddie said yes, and at that point, yeah. so what I want to do is I want to mention all of our wonderful sponsors. We want to thank the CST, Chelsea Supporters Trust, who, again, I want to remind you, there is the first, um, the AGM, the first annual meeting, um, will be this Sunday, 8 a.m. Central Time. That's 9 on the East Coast and 6 on the West Coast. Um, you can find it on Mixler if you need the link. All you have to do is follow them on Twitter or Facebook or go to the website, Chelsea Supporters will, uh, Trust, 
have your say in how our club is managed. They do an awesome job. I also want to thank the CPO. Um, as you all know, Roman can only rebuild the buildings. We own the land. Those of us that own shares in CPO means that we own that bit of land that the stadium sits on. We also own the right to make sure that Chelsea Football Club plays their home games at Stamford Bridge on that ground. So be a member. It's the best thing that you could do. I also want to thank uh, One World Sports. If you have Vios, if you have some other cable operators, you want to check out One World Sports. They do show Chelsea TV one day a week at least. They also have a lot of other football on that channel. They have soccer. Uh, they have all kinds of football. They have the weirdest combination of sports, but they're also showing the men's uh, uh, England men's cricket team. So the Ashes are on. Uh, fourth test starts tomorrow. So please, please go and check them out and support them. If you don't have One World Sports, contact your cable or satellite provider and demand your One World Sports. We also want to thank 8x8 Magazine, the coolest magazine on the planet. A beautiful magazine for the beautiful game. It is absolutely a stunning magazine. Please, everybody should sign up for it. I know I'm getting my subscription um, very, very soon. We also want to thank um, the English Pork Pie Company. God bless them. Please, buy those pies. They need us. We need them. There's nothing more traditional than a pie and a pie in a football game. So if you're at home, or maybe it's just a Monday night, or maybe it's Wednesday night, you've just finished listening to the podcast, and you just want to feel a little bit more in the mood for football, that's the time to grab one of those out of your freezer, pop it in the oven, and before you know it, you've got a hot, lovely pie. Check them out, the English Pork Pie Company. And last but not least, CFC UK USA. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook. Um, they are the force to be reckoned with, bringing us CFC UK right here to the United States, right to your door for just $2 an issue. And mind you, it is the expanded U.S. edition, so there will be articles in there that you won't get anyplace else. So be a part of a Chelsea tradition and order CFC UK USA. With that, we want to thank you for listening. This is the first of many podcasts for the season. I want to thank Human and Eddie for, for coming along. If you're interested in joining us on the podcast, you can email Eddie at – hold on a minute. You can, yeah, podcast at chelseaandamerica.com. You can find him on Facebook, and you can find him on Twitter as well. So let him know, and he'll send you the directions. Let's just hope the boys are all ready. Get them some good sleep. Get a good team together. Have trust in Jose. Go out. Support your team. Win or lose, up the blues. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.